Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. quarter 2021 earnings call and webcast conference call. At this time, all lines are in listen-only mode. Following the presentation, we will conduct a question and answer session. If at any time during this call you require immediate assistance, please press star zero for the operator. This call is being recorded on Friday, November 12, 2021, and I would now like to turn the conference over to Mr. And Kik Shah, Vice President, Strategy and Business Development, please go ahead. Great. Thank you, Operator, and good morning, everyone. We appreciate you joining us today for Newgold's third quarter 2021 earnings conference call and webcast. On the line today, we have Renaud Adams, President and CEO, and Rob Chose, CFO. Should you wish to follow along with the webcast, please sign in from our homepage at newgold.com. Before the team begins the presentation, I'd like to direct your attention to our cautionary language um, related to forward-looking statements found on slides two and three of the presentation. Today's commentary includes forward-looking statements relating to Newgold. In this respect, we refer you to our detailed cautionary note regarding forward-looking statements in the presentation. We are cautioned that actual results in future events could differ materially from those expressed or implied in forward-looking statements. Slides two and three provide additional information and should be reviewed. We also refer you to the section entitled Risk Factors in Newgold's latest MDNA and other filings available on CDAR, which set out certain material factors that could cause actual results to differ. In addition, at the conclusion of the presentation, there are a number of endnotes that provide important information and should be reviewed in conjunction with the material presented. I'll now turn the call over to Rob. Thanks, Ankit, and good morning. Um, slide 5 uh, provides our operating highlights for Q3. Uh, the details on that slide are consistent with our October production press release. Um, during Q3, the company produced approximately 105,600 gold uh, equivalent ounces. This amount consisted of 15.6 million pounds of copper and 58,600 uh, gold ounces from Rainy River and approximately 13,600 gold ounces from New Afton, total gold ounces of uh, approximately 72,000 ounces. The lower equivalent gold production as compared to the uh, prior quarter is primarily due to the lower tons processed at Rainy River and New Afton. The operating expense per equivalent ounce was higher than the prior quarter due to the strengthening Canadian dollar and the uh, Canadian weight subsidy received in the prior quarter. Consolidated all-in sustaining costs for the quarter were $1,408 uh, per equivalent ounce, higher than the prior quarter, primarily due to the higher operating expense as previously noted partially offset by lower uh, sustaining capital. Turning to uh, slide six for our financial results, uh, third quarter revenue was approximately $180 million, uh, driven by sales of 66,982 gold ounces at an average realized price of $1,788 per ounce and sales of 14 million pounds of copper at 4.28 per pound. Uh, the Q3 revenue was 4% higher than the prior year quarter, primarily due to uh, higher metal prices. Operating cash flow before working capital adjustments was $81 million, 
or 12 cents per share for the quarter in line with the prior year quarter. The company recorded a net loss of 11.3 million or 2 cents per share during Q3 compared to earnings of 2 cents per share in Q3 of the prior year. After adjusting for certain charges, net earnings were 23.4 million or 3 cents per share in Q3 compared to net earnings of 12.4 million or 2 cents per share in the third quarter of 2020. This difference is driven uh, by higher metal prices and, and lower finance costs. Our Q3 adjusted earnings includes adjustments related to unrealized adjustments on our Rainy River uh, stream mark to market and our free cash flow royalty at New Afton. Our MDNA provides additional details on the non-GAAP measures uh, discussed, uh, discussed in this presentation. Um, with regards to capital expenditures, our total CapEx for the quarter was $58 million. 34.9 was spent on sustaining capital and 23.1 on growth capital. Sustaining, sustaining spend was primarily related to planned tailings work at both operating assets and B3 mine development at New Afton. Growth capital was focused on project development, specifically the C-Zone and the Thicken and Amended Tailings Project at New Afton and the Underground Intrepid Zone at Rainy River. Uh, slide 7 provides uh, our capital structure. Uh, as cash on hand as at September 30th, 2021 was $151 million, and liquidity at the end of the quarter was $477 million. With that, I'll uh, turn the call over to Renan. Thank you. Thanks, Rob, and uh, <clears throat> thank you, everyone, for joining us today. So, so first, let me start by saying that I, I had the chance recently to spend uh, quality time at both assets, and I really continue to be amazed by the tremendous level of hard work and commitment of our employees and contractors as we continue to build our company on a solid foundations and core values. In terms of our third quarter, on a consolidated basis, I believe that we responded very well to the challenges experienced in the third quarter, positioning us to meet our updated guidance. <clears throat> I'm really pleased with the global reductions of our all-in sustaining costs of over 9% compared to the first half of the year, with rainy improving by almost 16%. And I really want to thank everyone at Hugo for their continued effort. At rainy, I'm on slide 10. Another quarter of nearly 150,000 tons per day mine, uh, in line with our objective to achieve approximately 151,000 tons per day for the year. The mine has now averaged 150,000 tons per day for over a year and is now well set for further uh, optimization as we progress towards 2022. It is now about re redirecting our efforts in 2022 from ramping up in stabilization to continue to deliver volume, but in a more optimized way, unlocking further opportunities for cost reductions, improved OEEs, all linked to our mobile maintenance capital program. As originally planned, the mine executed on a much lower strip ratio of 1.83 to 1 in the quarter in line with our objective to average approximately 2.7 to 1 for the year. So accordingly, we expect to, uh, <clears throat> to remain at the low strip ratio in the fourth quarter. The highlight of the quarter at Rainy was sure around the negative grade reconciliation in the east slope part of the pit, forcing a revised production guidance. But September responded very well to our short-term adjusted uh, grade approach for the zone, 
and our overall production was uh, for the quarter was in line with our revised plans. With a much lower contribution from the East Low plan for the fourth quarter, we expect an increased grade in the, quarter, in the fourth quarter over the 0.89 grams a ton achieved in Q3, which was already approximately 10% higher than the first half of the year. In terms of grade control, we continue to see in-line reconciliations for zones outside of the East Low area, reconfirming our confidence when looking at our future production profile. A second RC drill arrived on site, and more drilling is taking place to continue to assess the East Low area and prep for 2022 production plan. The mill averaged 25,245 tons per day, lower the same period of last year of 27,000 tons per day, mostly due to extended maintenance in the crushing area. But looking forward, I'm very confident that the mill will return to its permitted capacity of 27,000 tons a day. But also, I'm looking forward to seeing potential improved recovery as we continue to optimize the grinding, gravity, and back-end circuits. With completion of all deferred construction work in 2020, 2020, the mine achieved a reduction of sustaining capital in Q3 compared to the same period of 2020, contributing to lower all-in sustaining costs of $13.7 per gold equivalent versus the $14.69 achieved for the same period of 2020, but also a reduction of nearly 60%, 16% compared to the first half of the year. So we remain on track to meet our updated production and cost guidance. The underground development of the Entropid zone continues during the quarter with the objective to initiate long-haul stopping, mining, and uh, in late 2020, once the first long-haul panel is fully developed in, in waste and ore. We also continue to advance our optimized underground mine plan study that will potentially include, include additional conversion of underground mineral resources into mineral reserve, all located directly below the pit. The, the result of, uh, of the study are expected to be uh, released in the first quarter of 2022, along with our year-end mineral reserve and mineral resources update. At New Afton, I'm on slide 12. As a result of the delay in receiving the B3 permit in 2021, the contribution of tons mine from B3 zone was lower than originally planned, resulting in a lower tons mine compared to the same period of 2020. Other contributor to, uh, to lower tons mine included the limited mining capacity on the recovery level as the mucking uh, activities continue in a remote mode following the event of last February. As we complete 2021 and entered in 2022, our focus remains on, first, safe and efficient ramp up of the B3 zone. This is, uh, this is really important to us as it will be the main contributors of 2022. A safe mining of the recovery level reserve prior transitioning to the input uh, tailings plan for 2022 so we don't leave anything behind us. And of course, the safe and efficient exhaustions of the East Cave area. The overall grade for the quarter were comparable to the same period of 2020, as the grade mine from the East Cave continued to perform super well in the quarter. 
that the metal uh, recoveries at the mill were also comparable to slightly better for gold to the same period of 2020, despite, <clears throat> despite an increased supergene ore volume mill. The average of nearly 13,000 tons per day uh, <clears throat> mill was lower the, period, the same period of last year, but in line with our mining rates in the quarter in our plan to optimize metal recovery while processing higher volume of supergene ore. So overall, we remain on track to meet our goal <clears throat> equivalent production guidance with an all-in sustaining cost expected to be in the higher range, on the higher uh, end of the guided range. Our seasonal underground development advanced by nearly 800 meters in the first quarter, and the taken amended tailings facility was nearly commissioning at the quarter end. In terms of exploration, we had six more holes totaling nearly 3,900 meters that were completed in the quarter in the Cherry Creek trend to explore for deep porphyry style system. The drilling program is expected to be completed by the end of the fourth quarter. Following the very encouraging and exciting result of our underground drilling program testing artificial intelligence targets, more drilling were added and should also be completed by year end. So really looking forward to our next exploration update to market in the first quarter of 2022. This will complete the uh, presentation portion of the call. So I would now uh, hand it back to operator for the Q&A portion of the call. Operator. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll now begin the question and answer session. Should you have a question, please press the star followed by the one on your touchtone phone. You will then hear a three-tone prompt acknowledging your request and your questions will be polled in the order that they are received. Should you wish to decline from the polling process, please press the star followed by the two. And if you are using your phone, please lift the handset before pressing any keys. One moment, please, for your first question. Your first question comes from Anita Sony from CIBC World Markets. Please go ahead. Oh, Miss Anita Sony? Hi. Uh, good morning. Sorry, I didn't uh, hear you. I was switching from the webcast to the, the phone. There was some delay in dialing in. Um, I was just wondering, in the um, uh, uh, Rainy River, um, did you give us any kind? Could you give us an update and some color on uh, the amount of east lobe material that you expect to see next year, uh, and perhaps into 2023 if there is any? What I can say at this stage, uh, Anita, as you would uh, you would appreciate that we continue, you know, to uh, to assess and uh, and optimize our plan. But if you uh, if you refer to the 43101, uh, and quite frankly, the plan remains like somewhat you know, pretty similar. You have about 25% of the uh, the ore mine for 22 and 23 completion in the second half to 23 of the east load uh, area. So as we advance and complete, uh, we'll uh, yeah. So we'll obviously in our guidance uh, early in 2022 we'll update uh, all our uh, all our plans. But uh, this is this is what you could see so far as per the 4310. All right, and secondly, could you comment on the inflationary pressures uh, that you guys are, if, if any, that you're seeing, and, and just give us some color on the magnitude 
um, just overall, and then where are where are the sources of that in terms of labor? Uh, yeah, consumables. Yeah. Sure. There's no material inflationary pressures. Uh, uh, we uh, any sort of major capital items and, and components and, and related to steel, et cetera, uh, were, were ordered and, and received uh, pre this, this inflationary period, if you will. Um, ultimately, I think our, our inflationary pressures come down to access to, uh, you know, maybe contractors, et cetera. And, and labor is, is within line, uh, you know, that 2 to 3% that we're seeing. So um, as it stands right now, we're not seeing any material uh, impacts on our business related to inflation. Okay. Thank you. I'll pass it over to someone else. Thanks. Your next question comes from Josh Josh Wilson from RBC. Please go ahead. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up. All with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Josh, you might be on mute. Sorry about that. Uh, for the upcoming optimized mine plane at, uh, at Rainy River, you mentioned looking at, uh, at opportunities for upside for resource conversion. You know, is there any changes in sequencing that we should, you know, potentially expect? Or is there any ability to maybe incorporate some upside, um, you know, more near term rather than mine life extension? Uh, the the purpose of the study really is to create some sort of uh, uh, standalone underground uh, mining. Uh, Josh, as we uh, as we complete the stockpile that is currently 2028, so it's really a continuity because if you look at the current plan in the 42101, we already um, we had already incorporated the top part of the center zone below the pit and the 42101 together with the stockpile. So really the study is a kind of a continuity of the mining standalone <laughs> with a continuity, you know, and just keep mining uh, deeper in the central zone and all the, uh, the entry pit as, uh, as already in the, in the reserve. So uh, it's not so much about, uh, as you say, unfortunately, you know, incorporations of, uh, at the early stage more than creating uh, uh, an extended life of mine beyond 2028. Uh, there'll be some uh, here and there opportunity, but the main purpose of the study is an extension of life of mine beyond 2028. And when the initial East Slope issues had come out, there was some discussion maybe of looking at mining some of that material underground. Um, is that something which could still make sense or, or that could be incorporated in this plan, or is that not a priority right now? It's not a priority right now. There is not much of the east slope in the open pit to complete in 22-23. I think we uh, were, as I said previously, we're continue to refine and optimize our plan as we advance towards 22. But uh, 
But at this stage, I think it's fair to say that uh, it still makes more sense to, to catch it uh, open pit and carry our on-the-ground plan as uh, previously planned. Good. And when, uh, last question, when, when you're looking at, um, you know, year-end reserves for rainy, um, you know, first off, I guess, what sort of price assumptions are you, are you expecting to incorporate? Uh, and then how, how should we think about the impact of, of, uh, of East Lobe as well as maybe some exploration efforts that have materialized this past year? The, uh, we're looking at uh, use of uh, $1,400 for our reserve uh, exercise at the year end. And uh, the uh, exploration at Rainy is still uh, somewhat, you know, at the early stage, so uh, not uh, not expect, expecting an impact from the uh, from the uh, from the exploration program of 21. But uh, as we continue in 22 and 23 and so forth, uh, we'll see and continue to hope, you know, for additional resources out of our exploration program. But uh, this this will not be the case for 21. Good. And then, and then to understand the impact for for um, for East Lobe, is it fair to assume you know some loss of ANSES, uh, you know, just from from that and depletion? Uh, very uh, honestly, uh, Josh. I mean, this is exactly the assessment that is taking place. Uh, no, we're not. We're decoupling completely. First of all, we're decoupling completely the open pit from the underground. It's a different, complete uh, mining, as you know, and approach and. Uh, and in the mining, uh, mining uh, the, uh, the, the 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 systems rather than uh, on the volume and uh, and uh, and bulk. Uh, so it's a complete difference. So we're not mixing both here. And uh, and for the remaining uh, ounces of uh, East Lobe, that's exactly the assessment we're doing with uh, more drilling and RC and so forth. And uh, we'll be prepping, you know, for our uh, 2022 uh, guidance. But uh, don't have all those answers as we. Okay. Those are all my questions. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Your next question is from Dalton Barreto from Canaccord. Please go ahead. Sorry. I think I was on mute again. Can you hear me? <laughs> it seems to be a theme on this call. <laughs> um, good morning. Thank you uh, for taking my question. Renaud, my, my question is also on the East Lobe. Uh, I wanted to ask, do you understand exactly why you have a great reconciliation issue at this point in time? Well, the only thing I can say is, uh, you know, for the benches, you know, that took place, uh, the mining that took place on benches in the Q3, uh, I think uh, I think it's fair to say, you know, that you're you're never exactly right on the model reconciliation day to day every hours. But I think it's fair also to say that, unfortunately, for the Q3 period, the benches that took place, unfortunately, the reconciliation compared to the resource models was showing less tons and ounces. Now, why is it like this? Is it just like a localized type of uh, systems? You know, it sometimes uh, happened, you know, <clears throat> in some areas for a period of times, and then it switches. So globally, we've been doing extremely well over the last three years. Uh, all the other areas on the global basis continue to perform very well with the model, but with nearly uh, if you look at our Q3, uh, a big portion of the Q3 was really focused on mining in that specific area. So when you uh, 
when you experience uh, a negative reconciliation and most of your mind plan is from one specific area, it does highlight as a, as, as a big variance, of course. Uh, if it would be uh, more distributed over and, uh, you know, the year you will have, you know, like more flexibilities and so forth. So uh, we really need to complete all this RC drilling to look at this on a global basis because there is nothing telling us, you know, that things, you know, cannot even shifted, you know, like as you go. So uh, I've seen uh, I've seen those localized situation in my career, and uh, sometimes it's very localized over a few benches, sometimes a little more. But I think our model has uh, has responded very well globally. But unfortunately, that very far east area has uh, has just not responded well, you know, in terms of tons and grade. Uh, there is nothing really specific more to say. Uh, we just need to, at this stage, to uh, continue to drill underneath and assess the remaining ounces and see how does that compare with the model. But uh, you know, it's it's a one resource model apply, you know, to uh, to across, you know, the deposit. And sometimes, you know, you have uh, positive, sometimes negative. But if all your effort on this one area on the Q, as we experience in Q3, unfortunately, the, the variance, you know, hit us stronger. But let's see, uh, let's see with the completion of the RC, and uh, I'll definitely be in a better position as we complete the year and enter 22 to to have uh, all the specifics to that question. Okay, thanks for that. And then maybe as a bigger picture question, you know, I wanted to ask you about M&A, pretty topical in the gold space right now. Um, on the A side, on the acquisition side, um, are you seeing anything in the vicinity of Rainy River that can, you know, potentially complement the underground once the open pit's done? And then part B on the M, the merger side, if you were to consider a merger of equals, uh, what would you look for in a partner? Thank you. <laughs> Oh, thanks for that very specific question <laughs> on a Friday morning. I can answer the first one. I think uh, I think the first one, you know, when it comes to the vicinity, this is an exercise that it's a continuous, you know, like exercise for us to draw a radius, you know, uh, around our operations and always look for opportunities, you know, for resources that could eventually be. Unfortunately, at Rene, I would qualify like uh, Somewhat, you know, like uh, not really advanced uh, uh, volume uh, ounces type of uh, stories. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's still more within our land package that we see uh, the uh, best opportunity. Uh, New Afton is a bit of a different situation, you know, considering the uh, very prolific uh, areas and uh, multiple opportunities and resources around the. Uh, Around the assets, but uh, rainy, and uh, <clears throat> I would uh, I would uh, I would keep my uh, comments for myself when it comes to uh, more specific merger. I mean, you understand that as we advance, our focus now is ready to deliver on our plan. We we see our cash balance that would continue to uh, improve over the uh, over the years. Uh, we have the streams, and so I think we are extremely well equipped to. Uh, to provide eventually as we advance, you know, uh, some growth opportunity to our shareholders, but I would uh, I would not go any further than that. But thanks for asking. <laughs> thanks, guys. All the best. Thanks. Thank you. 
Your next question comes from Mike Jolinen from Bank of Montreal. Please go ahead. Bank of Montreal. <laughs> I don't even bank there. But uh, yeah, still at Bank of America, 32 years. And uh, well, Rob Ankick, thanks for the call. And I'm actually drawn to uh, slide 13, your investment proposition. A couple mm -hmm. of questions there. The, uh, I noticed the 25% GOE growth, 2020 versus 22-26. By my mm -hmm. math, uh, that's about an average of 546, 546,000 ounces for that period. Would, would that also be guidance for 2022? No, no, no. We're we're not referring. I mean, this is the this is really for the period uh, the period you know like going towards 26. If you look at our production profile at Rainy, you see a constant grade increase uh, uh, over the period uh, 20 to 26. So you have the season that is coming at play. So as we advance for let's say this year towards 22, first uh, step of increase at Rainy, and you continue to increase over the period going towards the 26 and you incorporate the season to this, uh, what we're seeing is a net increase on the 25% plus compared to our current situation. That, that's the way to look at it. So the lowest year would be 22, the highest would be 26 of that five-year period? The, 20, uh, the period of 24-26, uh, uh, specifically 25-26, very similar, if you will. But yes. Okay. I'm not asking because 22 is in the average, so that's why I was asking. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're very close to uh, to year hand here, so uh, we'll have a very comprehensive uh, guidance, you know. And as we complete the study for underground study for Rainy River, uh, and uh, and enter the year and complete our year end reserve uh, resource mineral reserve resources update, uh, and eventually would we'll update as well our 43101. So we'll reprovide a more specific detailed plan for the remaining our life of mine. Okay, maybe going back to Dalton's question, if I'm a foreign gold company, foreign gold company looking at slide 13, I'm going, all right, Predium's gone. Oh, look, they're located in Canada, 100%. Wow, we should look at new gold. So- uh, I appreciate your, appreciate your comment because we're definitely, uh, continue you know to work hard in positioning this company and uh, we definitely see a very interesting profile down the road and uh, as we improve the the production put the capital uh, execution behind us and focus on harvesting at the season uh, this this company has a very interesting profile down the road and uh, in the right jurisdiction and as you say we're becoming more and more a, a rare <laughs> commodities oh. if you will <clears throat> Well, definitely. All right. Well, thank you. And uh, we at Bank of Montreal, thank you very much. Sorry, I'd throw it Congrats for your promotion. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you. Your last question comes from John Tumas from John Tumas's Very Independent Research. Please go ahead. Good morning. How much of the full-year CapEx is uh, the capitalized stripping account in dollars? And could you talk a little bit about uh, what normal CapEx might be the next several years, please? 
I just want to make sure that I got your question right with the uh, the stripping. Sorry, if you could uh, the first portion of your question. If you could How much that. of the capex is the capitalized stripping in dollars? So if uh, if we look at uh, rainy and in, uh, in particular, you have uh, from the sustaining capital of uh, year to date of uh, 77 million, uh, about a third of it is around the uh, the capitalized uh, item. Uh, just uh, confirming that uh, a big portion is obviously the tailing, uh, the sustaining tailing construction. And uh, and the other part has a lot to do with the uh, with the uh, the maintenance uh, the maintenance and mobile uh, maintenance and so forth. So as we move forward, uh, very important to re-highlight here that by the end of 23, the biggest part of the stripping will be completed. So that's it. Yeah, it's about 29 million of capitals mining costs so far out of the 77 million for the nine months. And as you advance in time, two things are going to happen. You're going to continue year after year up to 2025 to uh, complete the raise at the tailings every year, like we did this year, 22, 23, and with the last raise in 25. You're stripping exercise in the pit. Will, uh, will be mostly completed at the end of 2023, as highlighted again in our tech report. So that would be a further contributor to quite a, a, a reductions in our sustaining. And uh, as we deplete the pit as well and start operating with less equipment, you will have as well a significant reductions on your mobile maintenance capital program. So <clears throat> we're we're shooting this year towards like the 100, uh, the 110 million. Uh, next year, we have another phase very similar to this year, as highlighted in our plan. And as you advance 23, 24, you'll start seeing and dropping the, the stripping and the maintenance cost and, uh, and the tailings drop in 25, at the end of 25. So that, that's, that's really the big contributor to the cost reductions as well as we increase our production. On a combined basis, it's a significant margin down the road for us. Are there particular thresholds that the investors should look to uh, for new gold to have a dividend? For example, a particular level of debt reduction or the rainy transition to underground when the capital needs will be less? Yeah, the, to be answered as we advance. I mean, we've uh, we've received that questions quite a bit. Uh, when you look at our presentation and uh, and cash uh, building on our cash balance as we advance uh, at the uh, at the current metal prices, you know, you you could be in excess of the the one billions of free cash flow generated over the next uh, the next 20 to 26 period. Uh, you know, and as you know, we we also have uh, the streams and uh, and other, and we're cash position. So so yes, we will be building. I think it's important that we keep in mind as well the importance of of the growth component in our company as well. So we're not in a position now to uh, answer this with specificity. What's going to exactly happen, and how this uh, cash balance will be used towards like growth, debt repayments, and dividend, and all that. This is all to come for us. The most important now 
is to deliver on our plan. And uh, and as we advance and build, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see strategically how this uh, best use of our, for our cash position. Thank you very much. Thank you. There are no further questions at this time. You may please proceed. Great. Thank you so much. And thanks again to everyone for joining us this morning. As always, should you have any additional questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us by phone or email. Have a great weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes your conference call for today. We thank you very much for participating and ask that you please disconnect your lines. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.